Jack Sparrow, or shall I say Captain Jack Sparrow, is the main character in the massive film franchise Pirates of the Caribbean. He is depicted as an enigmatic, slightly mysterious, but generously harmless pirate with a quirky outlook on human relationships. Unfortunately, this is not the profile of the modern-day pirate syndicates that are causing havoc on our seas. A number of weeks back, we chatted with Ronnie Widendahl from Biblia Harbour Mission about his work with seamen, and we agreed that we would have him back to tell us more about piracy. Ronnie, thank you for joining us again. And thank you so much for having me. A good day to you. A good day to all listeners. Ronnie, can you help us understand the background to modern-day piracy? Uh, modern-day piracy has been going for a long time now. It's still going today. But one uh, particular hijack that comes to mind is when the Musk, Alabama was hijacked. And this happened on the 8th of April 2009. Four pirates in the Indian Ocean on the Somalian coast seized a cargo ship, the Musk Alabama, on the coast of, Somal- of Somalia, as I said. The siege ended after a rescue effort by the U.S. Navy on the 12th of April 2009. It was the first successful pirate seizure of a ship registered under the U.S. flag since the early 19th century and was the sixth vessel attacked within one week. The pirates took the captain of the ship hostage, but he was later freed. Three pirates were killed and one sentenced to 52 years in jail. That particular year, the turnover in piracy was 24 million American dollars. Today, we can say the piracy has dropped to a six-year low in 2015, when only one ship was attacked in the whole year. But that was only after a combined task force took the role of fighting the piracy by establishing a maritime security patrol area, allowing armed security guards on board, which didn't happen before. Ronnie, could you tell us what is the trend today? Piracy are still taking place today. But the trend is that the the piracy have moved from the Somalian coast to the west coast of Africa and mostly oil tanker ships are hijacked and then held hostage. The turnover that pirates make through the hijacking through a year, in 2009 it was 24 million uh, American dollars, and the money they make these days out of piracy is uh, uh, estimated to be over 210 million American dollars. Sure, that is a lot of money. So there is a growth, yes, but we must also remember that previously there was no security, armed security on the ships, and there was also no patrolling, which is happening at the moment. But apparently in the west coast of Africa, it is not happening that frequently, and it's not done very well. I see. So the, the vessels on that side of the of the continent are now actually... The, the greater of the victims. 
Yes, and then you also get petty hijacks where the ship is hijacked, the men on the ship actually see them and then chase them off the ship, and then they do petty theft by stealing small things that they could get on the boat and then leave the ship um, on board their own uh, skits that they have. But uh, to come back, to, if I may, to the Alabama, uh, the Misk Alabama, the captain was taken hostage on one of the rescue boats off the ship. And I don't know if some of our uh, listeners can remember there was a film made in 2012. movie was called Captain Phillips and Tom Hanks played the part of Captain Phillips. In the movie, it was also mentioned that a lot of people were uh, were not happy with the way the captain actually um, handled the whole situation. So, yeah, that was the beginning, uh, as far as we are concerned, of a very lucrative hijacking and piracy trade up to today. Do you have any other incidents that you can relay um, to us? Oh, there's many, but I've chosen this particular one because it relates to our listeners. But there are many. As a matter of fact, piracy is getting such an everyday happening today that people see it as part of our our um, makeup. Now, as someone who works closely with seamen through your ministry, can you tell us how this threat affects them and also how it affects them when they've actually experienced a pirate attack? The piracy actually affects the, the mental health in a very, very bad way. Those who have to live through the ordeal of being boarded by pirates or worse, even being kidnapped, go through a tremendous amount of trauma. Seafarers go through the trauma as well as their families. To put it simply, every moment in captivity is stressful and seamen lose their dignity during this period. There is a huge pressure from pirates on a daily basis that challenges the coping skills of seafarers if they are taken hostage. Seafarers are quite resilient in nature, but having said that, they face extreme crisis while being held in captivity. They are not in contact with family, do not know what is going on with the negotiations or what is going to happen to them or their family at home. As weeks and months go by, they lose faith and this get into the deepest tension and stress. Sometimes they might be physically assaulted by pirates, and in a few cases, they have to face criticism from their own team while in captivity. This builds up to unexpected and unwarranted stress, which can be quite damaging. The longest period in captivity that I know of is 19 months for the 14th crew of the MV Iceberg 1, and so far 60 merchant seamen have died as a result of their captivity in the hands of pirates. And were most of these deaths um, ascribed to actual killings or perhaps sicknesses on board and a lack of nutrition or other reasons? I think there was a few that was actually starvation, lack of food, and also um, assaulting, but mostly is assault. Ronnie, you've mentioned Captain Phillips. I wonder how his experience has affected him. 
I had the privilege of meeting him in South Africa at the book launch of a book that was written about Captain Phillips. And talking to him, he actually gave me the idea that he's not really, really over the trauma yet. And that it will affect him for the rest of his life. We didn't go into detail and I didn't ask him why, because I felt it was something private in his heart. But uh, you could see that he, he wasn't totally happy on, on the whole way. The situation was handled from the beginning. That's the way I see it. He didn't actually say it in so many words. Uh, we must remember that it's like being, uh, maybe some of our listeners have been hijacked in their cars. Then they will have more or less an idea of what feeling people have when they get hijacked on a ship. That's very true. I mean, you hear people give you tips on how to behave, but until it happens to you, you know, you don't really have an idea of how you're going to respond or what the situation really entails. Well, as I mentioned before, we get uh, seamen that we counsel here that is still in trauma after being hijacked one or two years ago. And uh, by doing our sh normal ship visits, we can see there's something wrong. And then by talking to them, we see they haven't, they're not over it yet. But as I also explained before, it is not only the trauma of being hijacked. It's the trauma of family. It's the trauma of your job. It entails much more than just being hijacked. Mm. That's so tragic. Ronnie, how do you, through Biblia Ministry, help and support the seafarers who have gone through the trauma of piracy? We help in the sense that we don't directly deal with the seafarers as piracy has happened, because it happens far away from Durban port. But what does happen on our ship visits, and they, we come upon uh, some of the seamen that have been hijacked years ago sometimes, sometimes months ago, that returned to the industry after they got treatment, but hasn't fully got rid of the trauma yet. We um, then try and help by uh, counseling, but uh, we also have done training in counseling specifically for the trauma of piracy. And that is the time that we actually apply what we've been learning. So what exactly does your counselling for piracy trauma entail? It's very difficult to say in a few words what it entails because it entails quite a, a lot. But um, we try and give the people meaning in their life again and we try and get them to be strong and positive again so that they can really go through the trauma being stronger instead of weaker. I suppose it's a very difficult decision for people because it's their livelihood and they can't just, you know, up and off the ship and easily find other employment. So they almost have to deal with the trauma and return to the sea for their income. Yeah, but, um, you know, with everything else, it is also the fact that it changes from person to person. Some people are stronger, some are weaker. Some feel they did go through it, uh, did get past it, and then they haven't. Because you basically have three things. You have a, you're a hostage, 
you, your family sometimes uh, rejects you, and sometimes you um, you lose your job. That is so sad. Um, what I also wanted to say is, it was only recently, in 2018, that labour legislation was put international law that uh, uh, seafarers, uh, seamen, are paid their salary while in captive by pirates. Before it wasn't like that. So there is some sort of compensation and move towards actually supporting the seafarers at least. It is. Before it was an attitude that you, uh, you have to read the contract before you sign it. And if the contract says you are not paid when pirates have taken you captive, there's a lot of other things as well that causes trauma other than piracy that is now protected by, by law to make it better for the seafarers. And one of those which we have been fighting for for many years, which has now come through two years ago, is that they are getting compensated for that time. And the time they off is added to their contract. That's wonderful. According to the ICC International Maritime Bureau, Piracy attacks increased in Q1 of 2020. Seafarers face continuing threats from pirates and armed robbers on the world seas. They reported 47 attacks in the first three months of 2020, up from the 38 in the same period last year. Please continue to keep the seafarers in your thoughts and prayers. Ronnie, thank you again for sharing your knowledge with us. We are also so happy to have heard that since our first interview, you have indeed found wheels and are now mobile again. Take care. Thank you so much and goodbye to all our listeners.